Fanatics Football, the football segment of the Fantasy Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Nate and Mete. What's up, boys? So, hey, yo. All right, in today's episode, we're just going to take a look at uh, the recap from the Week 18 games in the NFL. Um, a lot of stuff to unpack there. Um, no more fantasy pickups for the week, so we're just going to dive right into previewing the wild card round for the NFL playoffs. Uh, we'll take a look at, I guess, the spreads, who we think is going to win each game. And then I guess after that, we'll, I guess, take take a look at uh, Super Bowl potential uh, preview, prediction, uh, just predict the two teams that we each think are going to be in the Super Bowl, and then we'll sort of see how it plays out week for, week by week. So, yeah, let's just hop right into it. I will start with the scores from week 18, and we'll start with the Saturday game. There was actually two. We'll start with the first one, the Kansas City Chiefs being the Denver Broncos, 28-24. to um, It was actually a close game. I thought it was going to be a little bit uh, bigger of a, of a score, but the Broncos did keep it close. Uh, we'll start with the stats for the Chiefs. Um, Pat Mahomes, 270 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. Um, he also led them in rushing with nine carries for 54 yards on the ground. Derek Gore had seven for 30. And then through the year, McCall Hardman, eight catches for 103 receiving yards. Byron Pringle, 556. Travis Kelsey, four for 34 in a receiving touchdown. Darrell Williams, three for 30. And Jarek McKinnon went three for 26 in a receiving touchdown. I guess, Nate, I'll get to you on this game. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Chiefs? I guess they did a pretty good job against a Broncos team that really came to play. I feel like um, I was kind of expecting the Chiefs to kind of run away with the game, but um, the Broncos were really keeping it close. So um, for me, this is kind of a little bit concerning for the Chiefs considering um, last, I think it was either last season or the season before, they looked like um, almost no team could touch them. So um, I feel like this Kansas City City team might have um, a few scares if they make it deep into the playoffs. But other than that, they shouldn't have too many problems. All right. Yeah, I think I definitely agree. Um, Chiefs have looked good so far. We'll definitely have to see how they look in the playoffs. We'll get to the Broncos now. In terms of passing, Drew Locke, 162 passing yards. And then in terms of rushing, uh, Melvin Gordon, 12 carries, 110 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Drew Locke also rushed four times for 35 yards on the ground and two rushing touchdowns. And then in terms of receiving, Tim Patrick, six catches, 95 receiving yards. Jerry Judy, two for 30. And Javante Williams went two for 18 while adding 46 yards on the ground. Uh, Mette, I'll get to you on the Broncos. I guess what are your thoughts on them and their season? I think they had a decent season, I'd say. Uh I think seven and 10 is pretty much where I was expecting them to finish the season. And yeah, they pretty much fulfilled that for this game. No Teddy Bridgewater, but they put up a really good fight. Drew Locke kind of struggled passing, but the run game was really good. But at the end there, the fumble that the Chiefs scored on ended up being the difference maker. 
Yeah, for sure. I don't think their season was really bad, but at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of games that they were close to winning that they just didn't pull out. So I think that's kind of what kept the Broncos out of the playoffs. Uh, moving on to the next game from Saturday, uh, it's the Dallas Cowboys uh, getting a win against the Eagles. They won 51-26, to huge win for Dallas. Uh, Dak Prescott led them in passing 295 yards and five passing touchdowns, so great day for Prescott. Uh, in terms of rushing, Ezekiel Elliott, 18 carries for 87 yards. Corey Clement, 7 for 58. Um, Yaquan Hardy, uh, 3 carries for 26 yards and a rushing touchdown. And then Ito Smith had 1 carry for 4 yards and a rushing touchdown. In terms of receiving, uh, Cedric Wilson, 5 catches, 119 receiving yards, 2 receiving touchdowns. Mari Cooper, 5 for 79. CeeDee Lamb, 2 for 45. Corey Clement, Four catches, 22 yards, and a receiving touchdown. And then Dalton Schultz, three catches for 21 yards and two receiving touchdowns. Uh, Mete, I'll get to you on the Cowboys. I guess, what are your thoughts on them? Yeah, this was a good win, but it was kind of like a risk they didn't have to take in the sense that, I don't know, this game, was, it pretty much was, we like, we played it for nothing, like our, the starters as, yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't really need the win or the the loss wouldn't have done anything. They already had the NFC East clinched. So, yeah, kind of lucky for the Cowboys to get out of this without a major injury. But they said they wanted to play to get the offense rolling. And the offense was definitely rolling this game. So it was, uh, I think it was an unnecessary risk, but it got the job done as they wanted to get the offense rolling. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, it could have been for nothing, but they did get the third seed as well. So it did benefit playing this game, uh, this playing the starters in this game, sorry. But yeah, the Eagles, I don't believe, played most of their starters. Um, Gardner Minshew led them in passing with 186 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and an interception. In terms of rushing, Kenneth Gainwell, 12 carries, 78 rush yards, and a rushing touchdown. Jason Huntley, 13 for 51 on the ground. Then through the air, Quez Watkins, five catches for 84 yards and receiving touchdown. Devontae Smith, three for 41. Tyree Jackson, three catches for 22 yards and receiving touchdown. I guess, Nate, I'll get to you on the Eagles. I guess, what are your thoughts on them? I guess uh, not getting, I mean, this bit getting blown out is not really like the ideal way to I guess end the season but on the bright side I think they did clinch the wild card so either way I feel like um, this game wasn't really the most important for the Eagles yeah honestly they didn't play most of their starters they were sort of looking ahead anyways Um, yeah it was just one of these games where they can you know play some of their backups see what they got in a guy like Minshew but yeah I definitely agree with you not thinking too much about it Okay, we'll move on to the Sunday slate. Um, Detroit Lions got an upset win here over the Green Bay Packers, 37-30. to 30. Um, I guess getting to the stats for the Lions, Jared Goff, 258 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. Tom Kennedy had one pass for 75 yards and a passing touchdown as well. Then getting to rushing, Jamal Williams, 13 carries for 43 rush yards. DeAndre Swift, 7 for 30 and a rushing touchdown. Then in terms of receiving, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, he had eight catches for 109 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. Khalif Raymond, four for 101 and a receiving touchdown. And then Brock Wright, 
two catches, 51 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you on the Lions. I guess, what are your thoughts on them? Really impressive uh, win by the Lions. Um, I was kind of expecting a lot, a loss by the Lions, but the Lions always managed to keep it close during home games. So a really impressive job by them. Yeah, they moved to three wins on the year. Maybe not what they really wanted, but I guess they are rebuilding. Uh, they did start the year, I think it was with 11 straight losses, something like that. So um, at least they improved their record decently over the past few games. Uh, we'll get to the Packers now. Uh, they didn't play their starters for the full game, obviously, just by looking at the score. Um, for the time they did play Aaron Rodgers, 138 passing yards two passing touchdowns for him. Then Jordan Love came in the game, 134 passing yards for him, one passing touchdown, but two interceptions. And then in terms of rushing, uh, A.J. Dillon, 14 carries for 63 yards. Patrick Taylor, 11 for 53 and a rushing touchdown. Then in terms of receiving, Alan Lazard, five for 75 and two receiving touchdowns. Joshua Degara, sorry, Josiah Degara, Three catches, 66 yards, and receiving touchdown. Devontae Adams, six catches for 55 yards. Uh, Mete, I'll get to you on the Packers. I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, this is another game where it wasn't really, like, there wasn't really much to play for. And the Packers, they did roll out Rodgers, like you said, but they pulled him. So, yeah, with that being said, the Lions were still winning at the time. Rodgers was in the game, so that's really impressive from Detroit. But uh, like I said, the Packers, they clinched the one seed. They have home field advantage. I don't think they were really motivated to play that hard this game. Yeah, and like we said, they took out their starters. Um, Rodgers and Adam only played like one half. I don't even think Aaron Jones even played in this game. A lot of defensive players sat out as well. So, yeah, they're definitely looking ahead to the playoffs keeping their players fresh and ready to go. Uh, we'll move to the next game. This was a big upset. Uh, Jacksonville beating the Indianapolis Colts 26-11, to 11, eliminating the Colts from playoff contention. Um, Trevor Lawrence, big game. I think this was his best Jags game in his career. Uh, 223 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. Um, and then on the ground, Raquel Armstead. Nine carries for 52 yards. Dare Agunbowali had 11 carries for 30 yards. And then in terms of receiving, Marvin Jones, seven catches, 88 receiving yards and receiving touchdown. LaVisca Chenault, five catches for 62 yards. Dare Agunbowali, uh, three for 25. And then Laquan Treadwell, three for 24 and receiving touchdown. Uh, Mete, I'll get to you on the Jags. What a surprise win for them. Definitely a big surprise. This is why they say any given Sunday as the Jaguars had absolutely nothing to play for, but they pull out a huge win against the Colts, knocking them out of the playoffs. We were joking about the stat. The Jaguars are undefeated against the Colts at home. And yeah, that, that stat stayed true. They're still undefeated going back to a couple of years. So Huge win to help the Steelers get in the playoffs. I was going to say uh, uh, last episode, I was joking about taking the money line. And if you did take the money line, you probably got a nice payday. So, yeah, Jags came up big. Um, we'll get to the Colts now. Carson Wentz, 185 passing yards, a passing touchdown, but an interception. 
And then in terms of rushing, Jonathan Taylor, 15 carries for 77 yards. And then in terms of receiving, Michael Pittman, six catches, 64 yards and a receiving touchdown. T.Y. Hilton, two for 39, and Moali Cox went two for 27. Uh, Nate, I'll just get to on the Colts. I guess what went wrong for them this season? Well, I think last week I was joking about every dog has his day. So <laughs> I guess uh, this week was the week for the Jaguars. Unfortunately, it looks like uh, not much was going right for the Colts. Um, passing game wasn't quite there. Rushing game wasn't quite there either. So I guess it was just kind of a rough week overall. Yeah, I definitely agree. They didn't get their offense going until midway through the second half. So, um, yeah, it was just tough for them overall. And, yeah, it ended in a loss and missing the playoffs. So Colts are definitely going to have to reevaluate this offseason, sort of see how they can improve their team going forward. Okay, speaking of two teams that also need to do that, uh, Washington football team being the New York Giants, 22-7. to We joked about this game not mattering. And, yeah, to be honest, it really didn't matter. Washington just sort of dominated here, scored in every quarter. Giants just really didn't do much. Uh, in terms of football team stats, Taylor Heineke, 120 passing yards. Antonio Gibson, 21 carries for 141 rushing yards, sorry, 146 rushing yards and a receiving touchdown. Jonathan Williams went seven for 45 on the ground as well. In terms of receiving, Terry McLaurin, four catches, 93 yards. Jared Patterson went two for 14, and that's pretty much it for the football team. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll just get to you on them. What do you think about their season? Well, I guess it was a little bit disappointing um, for their season. I'm guessing they were trying to make – they would have wanted to make a, a playoff push this year, but um, I feel like they're, the football team kind of took a few steps back. I think last last year they had one of the best defenses in the league, and um, their defense kind of – um, took a bit of a dive, so I guess they're going to try to reevaluate what's going on for next year. Yeah, I definitely agree. Even with Chase Young in the lineup, they still were not as dominant as they were last season. Uh, we'll get to the Giants now. Uh, Jake Fromm started at quarterback. He threw 103 passing yards, a passing touchdown, and two interceptions. He also led them in rushing with five carries for 55 yards. Saquon Barkley went 11 for 30 on the ground. Then through the air, Darius Slayton, two for 29 in a receiving touchdown. Kenny Galladay, three for 22. And then Saquon Barkley, uh, three catches for 19 yards. Um, I guess, Mete, talk a bit about the Giants season and the disappointment they had. Yeah, they've had a brutal season. I was expecting much more wins than four. I think they have a solid roster. It's just the coaching, I think, it's not working out and Joe Judge was fired, so I think that's good news for them. I also feel like they kind of overpaid Kenny Galladay. He hasn't really played like a wide receiver one for them. And yeah, Evan Ingram, he's been super inconsistent. So going forward, I think they might have to invest into like a wide receiver in the draft again. Although I like what I saw from Kadarius Toney. And yeah, they called a sneak on third and nine. I kind of get what they were trying to do. Like, they're kind of backed up in their own red zone, play for field position. But even at that point, like, why wouldn't you run the ball? At least you'd have, like, some sort of chance of picking up a first down if you ran. But with a sneak, you have absolutely no chance. I guess 
it just shows you that they were in full tank mode. Yeah, honestly, I think they just need to reevaluate the team as a whole. Like this team strike the Saquon Barkley. You got to build an offensive line around this guy and give him a chance to at least run the ball properly. And then maybe they'll have a chance of having some success on offense because their defense was not too bad this year. Um, considering all that they went through on offense. I think they have a decent defense that could get them to the playoffs. They just need to revamp their offense a little bit. And then moving on to the next game on the slate, um, we'll just take a look at some more games from Sunday. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, they really beat the Chicago Bears 31-17. to uh, We'll take a look at the stats here for the Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 250 passing yards and three passing touchdowns. Great return for him. Uh, Dalvin Cook on the ground, 14 carries for 79 rushing yards. Alex Madison, 5 for 18. And then through the air, Justin Jefferson, 5 catches, 107 receiving yards and receiving touchdown. Amir Smith-Marset went 3 for 103 in a receiving touchdown. Big day for him. And then KJ Osborne, 1 for 21 in a receiving touchdown. Uh, Mete, I'll get to you on the Vikings. What are your thoughts on their season? Yeah, they, this is another team that I think had a pretty disappointing season. They've had a couple of really great weeks. The one that I'm thinking of right now is them beating Green Bay. So they did show flashes, I thought, where, yeah, I, I felt like they were a playoff team the whole year, but it didn't really happen for them. And I feel like Kirk Cousins is getting a lot of blame. He always does, but... I honestly don't think he's a problem. I think he had a really good season this year. So, yeah, it was kind of tough for them. They won this game, but I think they kind of lost in the long scheme as there was nothing to play for in this game. Yeah, honestly, at this point, I think firing Coach Saver was the right decision. I feel like he'd sort of worn out his welcome there. Uh, they sort of need to move in a different direction, especially with their defense. Like, they would go out by a big score and then just allow other teams to come back and that what wasn't going well for them this year i'm um, getting to the bears andy dalton uh, 325 passing yards a passing touchdown but two interceptions in terms of rushing david montgomery 20 carries for 72 rushing yards then in terms of receiving darnell mooney 12 catches 126 receiving yards cole Komet four for 48 Demir Bird, 5 for 47, and then Damian Williams, 3 catches, 33 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. Uh, Nate, let me get to you on the Bears. I guess, what are your thoughts on this team? I guess this team has also been a little uh, disappointing overall. Um, they were supposed to have, um, I guess, a better uh, receiving core. I think, um, if I remember correctly, Alan uh, Rob Robertson was supposed Allen Robinson was supposed to um, still be like a really good wide receiver, but he kind of fell off this year. So um, I guess hopefully they can figure some things out. I guess the bright spot for the Bears is Justin Fields was slowly, has slowly been improving this season. So um, maybe next season he'll continue to improve. Yeah, definitely. I feel like um, the play calling just wasn't good here. They had so many opportunities to use Robinson. They just didn't get him involved. Eventually, he got injured and missed a good portion of the season. He's probably going to go elsewhere in free agency because he's looking for targets. And, yeah, Justin Fields, he looks like a great young player. They just got to be able to use him properly. So whoever they hire as their new coach, hopefully he can sort of um, get Fields progressing in his development. 
I guess moving on to the next game, uh, Tennessee, they clinched the number one seed in the AFC with a win over the Houston Texans, 28 to 25. Texans did keep it close here. We'll get to the Titans first. Ryan Tannehill, 287 passing yards and four passing touchdowns. Pretty good day for him. In terms of rushing, Deontay Foreman, 21 carries for 69 yards. Dontrell Hilliard, nine carries for 57 yards. And then through the air, Nick Westbrook, Akeen, four for 78 in the receiving touchdown. A.J. Brown, four for 68 in the receiving touchdown. Julio Jones, five for 58 in a receiving touchdown. Anthony Ferkser, four for 56 in a receiving touchdown as well. Um, I guess I'll just get to you, Nate. On the Titans, I mean, what are your thoughts on this game? I guess this was, um, I guess, a pretty good job by the Titans who managed to come out on uh, on top against the Texans team that also uh, really came to play. It looked like they were trying to um, spoil, spoil Titans' chances, but they managed to find a way to win. So I guess my concern with the Titans is um, will they have Derrick Henry for the um, postseason, and if they don't, how far would they be able to get without it? Yeah, definitely a big question. Uh, hopefully, Henry does come back. They uh, they have a bye week to sort of you know let him rest, practice, and get ready. So hopefully, we do see Henry in the upcoming weeks. And then moving to the Texans, Davis Mills, three hundred ten passing yards, three passing touchdowns. In terms of rushing, David Johnson five for twenty eight on the ground. Rex Burkhead went 12 for 24 on the ground. Um, and then uh, in terms of receiving, Danny Amendola, seven catches, 113 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. Nico Collins, three for 67. Rex Burkhead, three for 42. Chris Moore went three for 38 in a receiving touchdown, while Brandon Cooks went three for 26 through the air. Uh, Mete, I'll just get to you on the Texans. I guess what are your thoughts on uh, their season? Yeah, I think... They had a pretty good season, honestly. Uh, last four or eight weeks, they went four and four. So they picked up all four of their wins in the second half. They kind of heated up. And Davis Mills, he's been very impressive lately. After his first couple starts, I was thinking, man, the Texans might need to draft another quarterback. But yeah, like I said, he's really learned quickly he's fixed a lot of things he's playing much better now so looks like they might have a franchise quarterback we'll see how uh he progresses but yeah they they got really close to winning this game they went down 21 nothing and then they almost make a crazy comeback to deny tennessee the first seed but uh, yeah, for them to lose is not a bad thing as it helps them in the draft board. Yeah, I mean, even with Davis Mills, I definitely agree. He definitely uh, does make the search for a franchise quarterback less urgent. I feel like they can sort of build the rest of the team around him for now and see how he progresses, and then they can replace him later on if needed. And then, yeah, um, definitely uh, moving up the draft board was a good thing for that team. Uh, we'll get to the next game. This game had playoff implications. Um, it even went to overtime, and Pittsburgh beat the Baltimore Ravens 16-13. to Good win for the Steelers. Make the playoffs off of it. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, 244 passing yards, a passing touchdown, and an interception. Uh, in terms of rushing, Chase Claypool, 3 for 33, 
Najee Harris, 11 for 28 on the ground. And then uh, Benny Snell, 12 for 22. Then getting to receiving Pat Fryermuth, 6 for 53. Deontay Johnson, 7 for 51 yards. Uh, Zach Gentry, 4 for 39. Ray Ray McLeod, 4 for 37. And then Chase Claypool, 5 for 37 and a receiving touchdown. Uh, Mete, I'll get to you on the Steelers. I mean, this team, they snuck into the playoffs. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm amazed. I was definitely not expecting the Steelers to make the playoffs. Ben Roethlisberger's career is not yet over. He gets at least another week. And yeah, we'll see how they do. This was a really tight game. I was really surprised, even though no Lamar Jackson, but Steelers were on the road. And I don't know, outside of the defense, and I'd say Najee Harris, the offense wasn't really that impressive. So, yeah, I was really expecting the Ravens to win this. So it's a really surprising result for me. Yeah, Steelers' defense definitely stepped up to play. I can agree with that. Uh, They were just really solid, definitely going to really need to be solid coming up for their next game against Kansas City. Move to the Ravens now. In terms of passing, Tyler Huntley, 141 passing yards and two interceptions. Um, he also rushed on the ground 12 times for 72 yards. Tavius Murray went 16 for 150 yards and a rushing touchdown. Then in terms of receiving, Mark Andrews, eight catches, 85 yards. Marquise Hollywood-Brown, three catches for 27 yards. Rashad Bateman went two for 22. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you on the Ravens. I guess, what are your thoughts on their season? I guess this was a little disappointing because um, I think they were a playoff team last year. Um, they were probably expecting to make the playoffs again uh, this season, but unfortunately, um, this is going to be the, the last ride of Ben Roethlisberger. So I guess uh, no Ravens in the postseason this year. Yeah, I think they had made the playoffs for a few consecutive seasons. So um, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be tough. Obviously, Lamar missed a lot of games, played a key role in that. The defense was also missing a lot of players for the year. So honestly, I feel like this is one of these teams, they finished last in their division, but they could be a worst to first team uh, next year. They definitely have a chance at winning their division. And then moving on to another game from that division, um, it's the Cleveland Browns beating the Cincinnati Bengals 21-16. to um, Good win for the Browns to end the year. Case Keenum started at quarterback, 176 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and an interception. On the ground, Dearness Johnson, 25 carries, 123 rush yards, and a rushing touchdown. Nick Chubb went nine for 58 on the ground as well. Then, in terms of receiving, Jarvis Landry, six for 75 and a receiving touchdown. Donovan Peoples Jones, three for 38. And then Demetric Felton, two for 18 and a receiving touchdown. Nate, I'll get to you on the Browns. I guess, what are your thoughts on their season? Well, it's been a really up and down season. Unfortunately, a lot of injuries were on the team. So I feel like the Browns gonna really play to their full potential. Um, I guess Baker's been taking a lot of heat for his performance, but he's also been injured. So I feel like he should get at least one more chance, but at least um, the Browns were able to get a win at the end of the season with no Joe Burrow on the Bengals. Yeah, I definitely agree. They should give Big Baker another chance to prove what he can do when he's healthy. And then I guess just sort of move from there, see what they want to do with him after that. 
definitely wasn't the best season for the Browns, but yeah, hopefully they can be healthier and sort of bounce back next year. Then moving on to the Bengals now, uh, Brandon Allen started at quarterback. He had 136 passing yards and a passing touchdown. In terms of rushing, Travion Williams went nine for 38, Chris Evans seven for 35. Then in terms of receiving, Trent Taylor, two catches for 41 yards, Jamar Chase, two for 26. Chris Evans went four for 24 and a receiving touchdown. Uh, I don't know if there's much to talk about about the Bengals, Mete, but I guess what are your thoughts? Yeah, there was nothing to play for here except for Jamar Chase receiving yards record, and he gets it. After that, they instantly bench him. And, yeah, a lot of teams were doing this. Sadly, with the addition of Week 18, a lot of records that wouldn't be have been broken did get broken as they get an extra game, but yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Even the Cowboys did it with Dak. He gets the Cowboys touchdown record. They pull him instantly. And then Jason Kelsey, he starts one snap and then off to the bench he goes. I feel like, I don't know, it's kind of ridiculous how they are uh, stat padding a lot. It's especially for a team like the Bengals or the Cowboys where they're playing in the playoffs, I don't think it's worth risking injury just for a record. Honestly, with the addition of 18-week seasons, um, 17 games, there's going to be a lot of records broken. I guess this, uh, we keep uh, the 17-game season over the span of a few years. Uh, there'll be less record-breaking, obviously. So it's just for the first couple of years you're going to see a lot of this, most likely. All right, moving on to the next game. Um, this was a, a great game especially for the 49ers. They were able to clinch the playoffs with an overtime win over the Rams, 27 to 24. Um, looking at the stats for um, San Francisco 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo returned in this game, 316 passing yards, a passing touchdown and two interceptions. Debo Samuel also threw one pass for 24 yards and receiving touch and a, and a passing touchdown, sorry. And then in terms of rushing, Elijah Mitchell, 21 carries, for 85 yards while Debo Samuel rushed eight times also for 45 yards and a rushing touchdown. Um, he was great in the receiving game as well. Four catches, 95 yards. Um, Brandon Ayuk, six catches for 107 yards. Then Juwan Jennings, six catches for 94 yards and two receiving touchdowns. Um, I guess, Mete, what are your thoughts on the 49ers? Big win. They clinched the playoffs. Yeah, huge win. Completely flipped the seedings in the NFC. And yeah, I was pretty much just praying for the, the 49ers or the Panthers to win as if that happens, we don't have to play. The Cowboys don't have to play uh, the Cardinals. And yeah, the 49ers came through. Garoppolo had a decent game. The run game is, is was really good here. And yeah, I feel like going forward, the 49ers, they're a solid team. It's just how well uh, the defense does, I think, is how well they'll do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely had to win to get in, um, knowing um, the Saints so were winning as well. So um, that put the pressure on this team, came from behind, got the win really solid. Um, getting to the Rams now, Matthew Stafford, 238 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, but also two interceptions. Sony Michelle on the ground, 21 carries, 43 yards. Then through the air, Cooper Cup, seven catches, 118 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. 
Tyler Higby, six for 55 and two receiving touchdowns. Well, Van Jefferson went two for 31. Uh, Nate, let me just get to you on the Rams. I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? I guess it's a little bit concerning for the Rams because um, I anticipated them to be a deep playoff team. And I guess the 49ers do have a good defense, but at the same time, if the Rams kind of um, lose like this, I'm not sure how far in the playoff safety they need to go. Yeah, honestly, I've said it. I'll say it again. I'll probably say it later again in this episode is that the Rams will go as far as Matthew Stafford takes them. I feel like he's sort of that X factor for them. So two interceptions was not good in this game from him. He really needs to clean up his play. if They're going to make some moves in the upcoming games. I will move on to the next game now. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers really blowing out the Carolina Panthers 41 to 17. Getting to the stats for the Bucs, Tom Brady, 326 passing yards, three passing touchdowns for him. In terms of rushing, Scotty Miller, two carries for 43 yards and a rushing touchdown. Keyshawn Vaughn, 10 carries for 29 yards and a rushing touchdown. And then in terms of receiving, Rob Gronkowski, seven catches, 137 receiving yards. Mike Evans, six for 89 and two receiving touchdowns. Then Brashad Perryman went five for 44. Well, Le'Veon Bell had one catch that went for a yard and a receiving touchdown. Um, Nate, I'll just get to you on the Bucs. Um, what are your thoughts on this team? I guess this was just business as usual for the Bucs, but it's just kind of unfortunate for the Panthers. Um, they just haven't had a good season, but I guess the Bucs had um, a business as usual season. They're the defending champs, so I guess they're just getting ready for the Super Bowl. Well, hopefully it's a Super Bowl if they make it that far. Yeah, for sure. Um, this was to lock up second seed. They got it done. There were some player incentives, Mete, like you were talking about. You had to get a certain number of yards. They did that. So there's pretty much business as usual for this Bucks team. Get to the Panthers now. Sam Darnold started in this game. 219 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and an interception. In terms of rushing, Chuba Hubbard, nine carries for 48 yards. And then in terms of receiving, uh, DJ Moore, uh, seven catches, thir- um, 87 yards. Amir Abdullah, nine for 56. Robbie Anderson, seven for 50 and a receiving touchdown. CJ Saunders, two for 11. And Chuba Hubbard, two for eight and a receiving touchdown. I guess, Mete, just talk about the Panthers season. I guess, what are your thoughts? Uh, really rough season for them. They started off 3-0. And they finish off five and twelve, so they go two and twelve over the last fourteen games, which is horrible. But for this game, uh, like I said in the previous game, this is another team I was praying for. They go up seven nothing, and I'm like, no way, this is about to happen. And up until the third quarter, they were keeping it close, but then Brady's like enough uh, fooling around here, twenty four seven finish him off in the fourth so yeah like I said they had a brutal finish to the season after a good start but I think they've got some solid building pieces Chuba Hubbard uh, I liked what I saw from him Sam Darnold even he had his moments so I don't know maybe they'll give him another shot or they'll go in another direction but uh, for this game specifically, it was good for them not to win as it helps them in the draft board. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. Definitely need a fresh start next season. 
the season didn't really go their way. Uh, I guess hopefully they'll they'll be able to turn things around next year. All right, moving on to the next game, Seattle Seahawks being the Arizona Cardinals, thirty-eight to thirty. Great game here from the Seahawks. Russell Wilson, two hundred thirty-eight passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and an interception. In terms of rushing, Rashad Penny, 23 carries, 190 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Wilson also ran one in uh, for a rushing touchdown to go with his four carries for five yards. Then in terms of receiving, Tyler Lockett, five catches, 98 yards and two receiving touchdowns. DK Metcalf, five for 58. Freddie Swain also had a catch that went for 25 yards and a receiving touchdown. I guess Mette will get to on the Seahawks. I guess what are your thoughts on them? Yeah, this is a good win for them to close out the year. Uh, they didn't have their first-round pick anyway, so it doesn't do much to them, although they had nothing to play for. But, yeah, you always want to win. And, yeah, they're a talented team. It's just they got unlucky with the Wilson injury. They fell a bit too far behind. And then, yeah, uh Next season, I think they'll be fine as long as Russell Wilson's there. There's some rumors going on, but Rashad Penny had a great end to the season. He He's showing Pete Carroll that he can't be ignored anymore and that he needs a good role on this offense. Yeah, I think there's a chance. I mean, he is younger than Chris Carson, I believe. So um, if they move on from Carson, there's a chance Penny will be pretty successful in this offense. I guess we'll get now, but to the Cardinals here, uh, Kyler Murray, 240 passing yards and a passing touchdown. Uh, he also rushed five times for 35 yards. Um, James Conner, 15 carries, 52 rush yards and a rushing touchdown. You know, Benjamin went seven for 31. Then in terms of receiving Zach Ertz, seven catches, 84 yards. Christian Kirk, two for 43. And then James Conner had six catches for 41 yards and a receiving touchdown. I guess, Nate, I'll get to you on the Cardinals. Rough way to end the season, but I guess what are your thoughts? Yeah, that is a pretty rough way to end the season. Um, the Cardinals started as one of the um, oddest teams in the league. It looked like they were pretty much rolling every team they came across. Um, but I guess uh, the Seahawks kind of got the better of them here, so... I guess they don't really have that much momentum going into the playoffs, so they're going to have to, I guess, find a way to kind of dig deep, at least for the first round. Yeah, definitely. They've had a lot of injuries. Um, just, like, different things have just resulted in the Cardinals losing a lot of games as of late. So, yeah, hopefully they can just bounce back um, heading into the playoffs next week. Uh, moving on to the next game, the Miami Dolphins beat the New England Patriots 33-24. to uh, we'll get to the stats for Miami. Tua Tagovailoa, 109 passing yards and a passing touchdown. Uh, in terms of rushing, Duke Johnson, 25 carries, 117 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Philip Lindsay went 11 for 40 on the ground, while Tua went 5 for 38. Then in terms of receiving, Durham Smythe, 2 for 32. Jalen Waddell, 5 catches, 27 yards and a receiving touchdown. Then Mike Kosicki went 2 for 22. I guess, Nate, uh, let me get to you on the Dolphins. What are your thoughts on this win? Uh, this is a really good win. Um, the Patriots are a pretty solid team this year. Um, the Dolphins have been kind of um, up and down, but 
they were able to kind of uh, trend up towards the end of the season. And they are kind of a play, I guess, a fringe playoff um, level team now. I don't think they quite made it, if I remember correctly. But yeah, I think they were pretty close. Yeah, I think they were just like one game off, something like that. Um, good win here. Um, obviously, getting to the Patriots, uh, Mac Jones, uh, 261 passing yards, a passing touchdown and an interception. In terms of rushing, Brandon Bolden, seven carries, 46 rush yards and a rushing touchdown. Damian Harris also had 11 carries for 37 yards and a rushing touchdown. While Ramondre Stevenson went four for 34. In terms of receiving, Hunter Henry, five catches, 86 yards. Jacoby Myers, four for 70 Damian Harris, four for 36, and Kendrick Bourne went three for 24, while Brandon Bolden, his two catches went for 20 yards and a receiving touchdown. Uh, Mete, let me get to you on the Patriots. I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, it's a tough loss, but luckily for them, they already had a playoff spot clinched. They were just playing for a division title, and that wouldn't have even happened as the Bills beat the Jets, but we'll talk about that later. And specifically for this game, the run game is one of their main strengths. It wasn't that great outside of Brandon Bolden, but he only got seven carries. And then defense is another one of their strengths, and they give up 33 points. So when your two strengths aren't there, you shouldn't expect to win. But like I said, luckily for them, they had a playoff spot secured. So they get another chance next week. Yeah, I definitely agree. The run game was sort of not at its peak. I think we can forgive the defense a little bit. They had a lot of starters not playing. But I guess other than that, yeah, definitely got to bounce back next week. And then we'll move on to the next game. Uh, New Orleans Saints, I mean, they do their part. They beat the Falcons 30-20. to Obviously, they can't get into the playoffs with a win from the 49ers. But we'll get to the stats for the Saints. Uh, still a good game overall. Taysom Hill, 107 passing yards and a passing touchdown. Trevor Simeon, 71 passing yards and two passing touchdowns. So both quarterbacks played together and they played decent. Getting to rushing, Alvin Kamara, 30 carries. Wow, what a workload. 146 rushing yards. And then Tony Jones Jr. had seven for 22. Then in terms of receiving, Traquan Smith, five catches, 76 yards and a receiving touchdown. Bill Jordan Humphrey, one for 26. Deontay Harris, three for 24. Adam Trotman, one for 18 and a receiving touchdown, while Juwan Johnson went one for five and a receiving touchdown. Uh, Mete, I guess just getting to the Saints, what are your thoughts on their season? Yeah, I think they uh, overachieved like by a bit, I'd say, as at the start of the season, at least I thought they were a solid team with uh, Jameis Winston but as soon as he went down uh, I was not really expecting much for them so yeah for them to fall so close out of the playoff picture unlucky for them as they're probably thinking we just gotta win the Rams will or should help us out but it didn't end up going that way but yeah the Saints I think they've got a really good team they'll have Jameis Winston back next year and i think they they're a really dangerous team 
Yeah, especially on their defense, really solid. I mean, they held that sixth seed in the NFC for a while. Obviously, Jameis went down and things kind of tumbled from there. Yeah, hopefully they can bounce back next year. We'll get to the Falcons now. Matt Ryan, 216 passing yards, a passing touchdown, and an interception. Uh, In terms of rushing, uh, Mike Davis, six carries for 30 yards. Quadre Allison, one carry for 19 yards and a rushing touchdown. Then in terms of receiving, Russell Gage, nine catches, 126 yards and a receiving touchdown. Ola Matty, Zacchaeus, three for 47. Hayden Hurst, one for 33. And I guess, Nate, let me get to on the Falcons. I guess, give me your thoughts on their season. Well, I guess it's kind of been an up and down season for the Falcons as well. Um, they're usually not the most consistent uh, team. So I didn't think they were um, going to make the playoffs or get very far if they did make the playoffs. So I guess hopefully they figure out a way to kind of um, improve on their weaknesses a little bit. Yeah, they're definitely an up-and-coming team. Um, Their defense is very young. Um, Their offense, they have some young pieces as well. Uh, Kyle Pitts, he had one of the best rookie seasons for a tight end. So, yeah, they got guys coming up. Just got to give them a couple of years and sort of see how the team rounds out going forward. And then moving on to the next game here, Buffalo Bills being the New York Jets, 27-10. to Looking at the stats, for the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, 239 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. And in terms of rushing, Devin Singletary, 19 carries, 88 yards on the ground, and a rushing touchdown. Josh Allen went five for 63 on the ground. Then through the air, Stephon Diggs, nine catches, 81 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Uh, Dawson Knox, three for 49. And then Gabriel Davis, three for 39. Well, Devin Singletary, two for 24, and a receiving touchdown. Uh, Nate, I'll get to on the Bills. I guess, what are your thoughts on them? I guess business as usual for the Bills. Um, The Jets are one of the weaker teams in the league, so I guess you could expect the Bills to win. Yeah, for sure. Um, They get a win here. They win the AFC East. Um, They get the, I believe it's the third seed in the the AFC, so um, yeah, they, they get in, they get the third seed, and I guess we'll see what they do from there. Uh, Getting to the Jets now, Zach Wilson, 87 passing yards and a passing touchdown. Um, He rushed two times for 24 yards as well. And then um, in terms of receiving, Keelan Cole, three catches, 54 yards and a receiving touchdown. Then Jamison Crowder, one for 16 and Tarek Black, one for 10. Not much else there. I guess, Mete, what are your thoughts on the the Jets this season? Yeah, it was kind of a tough season, but... There were positives, and I thought they played pretty well in the last couple weeks. Obviously, they didn't win many games, and even the last couple weeks, they lost a lot of games, but they were really close to beating the Buccaneers. Even this game, they they put up a good fight until the fourth quarter where they lose where they lost 14-0. So yeah, I think. They had a season where pretty much everyone expected a record like this from them. So going forward, we'll see if they can build on this. Yeah, I feel like for the Jets, the only way for them is up at this point. They've been down for quite a while. Hopefully, Robert Sala and the crew there can sort of turn things around. 
they have a quarterback in Zach Wilson that's supposed to be a franchise guy. So hopefully they can make things work with him. And getting to the final game, the Sunday night game, the Las Vegas Raiders win this game in overtime over the LA Chargers, 35 to 32, um, thus taking one of the final playoff spots away from the Chargers. We'll get to the stats for the Raiders first. Derek Carr, 186 passing yards and two passing touchdowns. Josh Jacobs on the ground, 26 carries, 132 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. I think that's one of the problems for the Chargers this year, just giving up too many rushing yards. And then in terms of receiving, Brian Edwards, 4 for 63. Foster Morrell, 2 for 50. Zay Jones, 5 for 27. Darren Waller, 2 for 22. And Hunter Renfro, 4 catches, 13 yards, and 2 receiving touchdowns. I guess, Mete, let me just get to you on the Raiders. Big win for them. Yeah, huge win. And they've had a pretty rough season in the sense that there's been a lot of drama going on. We saw the Henry Ruggs incident, the John Gruden incident. So for them to make the playoffs is kind of ridiculous. I don't think a lot of people were expecting that, especially after Gruden was let go. So, yeah, good job for the Raiders. Unbelievable. Uh, Josh Jacobs had a great game here. And, yeah, it looked like in overtime – uh, things might have ended up in a tie as, I don't know, it looked like the Raiders were complacent with just running the clock out and even running the ball. So that timeout by the Chargers, I feel like uh, we'll never know what would happen if they never called it. Yeah, I think what would have happened is Pittsburgh would have missed the playoffs because both of these two teams would have tied. But yeah, um, good win for the Raiders here. We'll get to the Chargers now. Justin Herbert, 383 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and an interception. Austin Eckler on the ground, 16 carries, 64 rush yards, and a rushing touchdown. Then through the air, Mike Williams, nine catches, 119 receiving yards, and a receiving touchdown. Jared Cook, four for 80. Keenan Allen, six for 52. Jalen Guyton also went six for 52. And then Josh Palmer went four for 45 and a receiving touchdown. And Austin Eckler went five for 35 and a receiving touchdown as well. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you on the Chargers. Disappointing season for them, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, it was a little disappointing for the Chargers. Um, I feel like they are a playoff-level team. Um, the Raiders just kind of got the better of them, went all the way down to, to the wire, but the Raiders were able to find a way to beat the Chargers. So. I guess um, the Chargers just have like a few kinks to work out before they make the playoffs. They should be able to make it at least next or the year after. Yeah, for sure. I think that they have the talent in place. Uh, they might even have more talent than that Raiders team, but it seems like that they just got outplayed all the way to the end. A uh, team that might not have had as much talent, they just decided to play harder on the field. And sometimes hard work can outwork uh, a team's talent. So um, yeah, a good win for the Raiders there. And yeah, that's going to be the end of the week 18 recap. So we'll just move right into the wild card preview. Um, we'll go through all the games. I'll just get your thoughts on the game. I guess you can give me um, which team's going to cover the spread. And I guess which team's actually going to win the game. So 
Um, you can tell me, well, whether the favorite will win and cover, the favorite will win, but the underdog will cover, or whether the underdog will win and cover. So let's just go through all the games. Um, I guess we'll start with the first game from Saturday. Uh, it's the uh, Las Vegas Raiders at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Bengals are favored by five and a half at home. Uh, Nate, I'm going to start with you here. Just give me your thoughts on the matchup. Just, um, I guess, just talk a little bit about uh, the entire matchup. And I guess just give me who you think is going to win and who you think is going to cover. Um, I guess a generalized view of the matchup. Um, both teams have pretty solid passing games. Uh, Joe Burrow is a really talented quarterback overall. He can run, he can pass. Uh, Jamar Chase is probably uh, one of their best wide receivers. Um, the Bengals have a good wide receiver core in general. Uh, and for the Raiders, uh, they have Darren, Wall Darren Waller. Unfortunately, they don't have um, Henry Ruggs, but they do have Hunter Renfro. I feel like on offense, the Bengals are more talented, but uh, you can't really underestimate this Raiders team. And I guess just give me your thoughts on who's going to win and who's going to cover. I feel like the Bengals should be able to win this, but I think the Raiders are going to cover. All right, Mate, same thing with you. Just break down this matchup, give me your thoughts, and then give me the win and cover. Yeah, this is kind of a tough one. Two inexperienced teams uh, when it comes to playoffs. Raiders uh, really picked it up at the end to get in. Same with the Bengals. They went on a nice run before losing last week, but they didn't play their starters. So it's kind of kind of a tricky one to call. You said the number was five and a half for the Bengals? Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like the Raiders could even win this. Uh, there's the Cincinnati playoff curse. I'm hoping it gets broken, but I don't know. I feel like I'm going to be picking the favorites a lot. So I might have to go for an upset here. And I'm taking the Raiders to win and cover. All right. And I guess looking at this matchup, um, yeah, both of these teams, I think, Mete, you had mentioned, they haven't won in a really long time especially in the playoffs. I think the Raiders, it goes back a number of years from when they played in the Super Bowl in the early 2000s. Bengals, whether it's the early 2000s or late 90s, they haven't won in a while as well. I guess both teams will be trying to snap any type of streak, uh, losing-wise, that they might have. Uh, both of these quarterbacks are rookies when it comes to playoffs. I think they're both getting their first career starts. Yeah, a lot of similarities between these two teams both really solid. I feel like the Raiders are just a better overall physical team just because we've seen them beat teams that are better than them just because of the way that they play. Um, their offense, it, like, let's be real, it doesn't match up with the weapons the Bengals have. And, I mean, their defense, um, I think both defenses have similar type playmakers. But, yeah, this is honestly a tough one to call. I think I agree with you guys. I might lean slightly... Uh, with the Bengals in terms of actually winning this game just because they're at home. I guess if you take out all that whole curse and stuff into account, yeah, I think I see the Bengals winning. I think maybe they win like a three or four point game, something like that. They maybe win it off a field goal. 
think the Raiders just overall, they should keep it close just because of uh, how well they play against uh, top tier teams. So yeah, give me the Bengals to win, but the Raiders to cover. And then we'll move on to the next game now. Um, I guess just keep in mind all the teams you pick to win so that when we make our Super Bowl picks, we'll have them. So uh, move on to the next game. Uh, the Patriots are facing the Buffalo Bills um, in Buffalo. The Bills are favored by four points. Uh, Mete, this time I'm going to start with you, I guess, just break down this matchup. Yeah, it's a divisional matchup. We've seen these teams face off twice and they split. But the funny thing is the road team actually won. So if you look at it that way, uh, you could say this matchup favors the Patriots, but I don't know. Uh, it's the playoffs. Mac Jones' first playoff start. I feel like the Bills should win this. I'm sorry again. I didn't hear the number of the uh, it's four, uh, Bills are favored by four at home. I think I, I'm going to have to go with the Bills to cover and win here. All right. And uh, Nate, I'll get to you. I guess break down this matchup and give me your win and cover. I guess for this matchup, it's going to be. Um, I guess Mac Jones uh, first NFL playoffs. So congratulations, uh, rookie in the in the playoffs is not something that you see every year. Um, I guess the Bills they're gonna be trying to make it into this into the Super Bowl. They've been trying to make it into the Super Bowl for the past couple of years now. Um, they're really talented overall, especially in. Um, passing and in receiving when it comes to rushing they do have some talent but I feel like Josh Allen tends to overplay a little bit and it kind of uh, brings the it kind of like pulls the running backs uh, back so um, I'm hoping um, Josh Allen kind of lets the running backs kind of do their thing and then he kind of stands in the pocket a little bit more and passes and I feel like that could save him a couple of um, big hits as well. And I guess for the Patriots, um, they do have a really good defense. Um, they do have a good run run game. Um, they're pretty solid overall. I feel like the Bills kind of stand out a little bit more talent, but Bill Belichick's been a, around for a while, so he probably has a game plan to try to beat the Bills. All right, sorry. So uh, who wins and who covers? Um, I guess I'll take the Patriots to, to win and cover. Why not? All right, and I guess I'll break down this game. Um, I'll try and prevent as much bias, but my bias is going to come through, obviously, as a Patriots fan. So why not just let it come through a little bit? So uh, looking at this game, um, like you said, Mate, they split the first two meetings. Um, I feel like this meeting is going to be a bit in between the two other meetings in the sense that the weather is going to be really cold, probably the coldest weather between the, the other two games. It's not going to be as much wind as last time, obviously. And um, we saw how much the Patriots, they just ran the ball and then they just forced the Bills to sort of try and play from behind. That's the way the Patriots are going to have to win this game. They got to take the lead at the beginning and just let the Bills try and play catch up. That is possible considering the possible conditions. So uh, this game's going to be close, obviously. Um, Patriots should be able to cover this. It's only like, what, four points? 
Um, I think the, I, I saw a stat also. I think Bill Belichick's 8-0 and against the spread coming off a loss as an away underdog, something like that. So I guess when he's coming off a loss and he's counted out, he usually comes through uh, spread-wise. So Patriots should be able to cover here. The question is who's going to win the game. This is one of the games that's probably going to come down to the last play, most likely. Um, obviously, I'm going to pick the Patriots to win and cover because that's sort of going to be the way I'm siding. Um, it's not a bad pick because they have beaten the Bills already this year. Um, but, but like you guys have said, this game could honestly go either way, but I'm going to lean with the Patriots. Um, and then moving on to next game, uh, the Sunday games. I will start with the Eagles at the Bucks. Uh, looks like the Bucks are favored by eight and a half at home. Uh, Nate, I'll start with you this time. I guess just sort of break down this matchup. So I feel like um, the Eagles are a little undermatched against the Bucks. Bucks are the are the defending champs. Um, they have arguably the best quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. They have great wide receiving core. They have a great running back in Leonard Fournette. Um, they do have uh, a pretty good defense. Their defense hasn't been as good as it was last last year, but I feel like they could still kind of flip a switch in the playoffs whenever they want to, if that makes sense. And I guess for the Eagles, um, they're, I feel like they're a little bit um, weaker than the, than the Bucks. They do have uh, some talent in offense and defense, but I feel like the Bucks are the stronger team. So I'm picking the Bucks to, um, to win and possibly to cover all right, Matty, I'll bounce to you. I guess, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, it's definitely a matchup probably not a lot of people expected as I don't think many people expected the Eagles in the playoffs, but here they are. Great job by them. Uh, but I feel like this is where the road stops for them. I know the Buccaneers are really banged up, but they still have Brady. Still got his favorite target, Gronkowski. And, yeah, they're at home. I think the spread is at eight and a half. It's kind of a little too high for me. So I'm picking definitely the Buccaneers to win. But I think there's a good chance Eagles could cover this. Yeah, I guess looking at this matchup, um, I agree with a lot of what you guys said. Tampa Bay is the more talented team, even with all their injuries on both offense and defense. Eagles are definitely physical enough to keep up with them, but they're, de they're definitely not going to win this game, in my opinion. I, I think the Eagles can possibly cover just because of the fact that there could be inclement weather in this game as well. I think there's like a, a large chance of rain, possible winds as well. It's an outdoor stadium. It's probably going to be a lot of running the ball. We know the Bucs can run the ball. We know the Eagles can also run the ball. The question is, with the Bucs run defense, how much can the Eagles run the ball? I think it might be close. The Bucs should be able to win. So, yeah, I'll just pick the Bucs to win and then the Eagles to cover. Okay, we'll move on to the next game for Sunday. San Francisco 49ers against the Dallas Cowboys. I guess, Mete, I'll just give you the floor first. So what do you think about this game? Yeah, this is the second best matchup the Cowboys could have got, in my opinion. But uh, I'm definitely not sleeping on the 49ers. They've got a great run game. They've got great weapons, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, of course, Elijah Mitchell. So 
yeah, Garoppolo, even though I think he's not that great, I feel like he's just an average quarterback game manager. As long as he gets the ball in the hands of those weapons I just named, like those guys could make big plays no matter what happens. So, yeah, they've got a great defense as well. This is a scary matchup for sure. For the Cowboys, the offense has been really streaky lately. Hopefully they show up. And the defense, if they're not taking away the ball, they're not that great statistically. So I think takeaways are key. I think stopping the run game for the 49ers is key as well. And I don't know what's wrong with me. I didn't hear the spread again. Oh, it's uh, minus three favoring Cowboys at home. Okay, that's not that big of a spread. I'm definitely going with the Cowboys, and I think they'll win too. All right, uh, Nate, I'll bounce to you. I guess give us your thoughts on this matchup. Well, I think uh, the 49ers, they're a team with uh, top 10 defense. I think the Cowboys do have a top 10 uh, defense at the moment as, as well. Um, so I guess it'll come down to whose defense is kind of uh, coming to play a little bit more. Um, I feel like the Cowboys, they do have more talent in terms of offense. So the 49ers are probably going to lean on the defense to kind of slow down the Cowboys enough to keep them uh, in the game. But I think the Cowboys should be able to win this. Maybe the 49ers might cover, but it's going to be like a cover at the last minute or something. All right, and um, I guess taking a look at this matchup, I don't know, uh, probably two or three weeks ago, I probably would have said Cowboys should win maybe by a touchdown or two. But yeah, as of late, both teams have been trending sort of in different directions. Uh, aside from that Eagles game, this Cowboys offense has kind of struggled a little bit. I know that the defense has been putting some points on the board for the Cowboys. Defense has pretty much made an unreal turnaround this year for them. Um, they've got a lot of takeaways. That's definitely going to have to be their game plan if they want to beat this 49ers team because the 49ers, they're just going to keep the ball on the ground. Um, and I guess that's probably been where the Cowboys have struggled a little bit in terms of their defense, um, maybe a little bit over the top as well. But um, yeah, uh, in terms of these two teams, pretty much um, equal in my eyes in terms of chances to win the game. So 49ers are definitely going to be a cover for me. Um, in terms of who pulls it out, it's going to be a toss up. I think whoever wins my win by like one or two, um, I think I've gone with a lot of favorites. So yeah, I think maybe I might take the 49ers here. I think they have a very good shot of getting the win here. Obviously Dallas is going to have to play their best game of the season and they're at home. So I guess that gives them an advantage. Um, they're going to have to, you know, um, beat a playoff level team, um, this, this coming game. And, uh, yeah, Dallas proved me wrong. That's all I got to say. And then um, we'll move to the Sunday night game now. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by 12 and a half at home. I think this is the biggest spread of the weekend. Um, Nate, I'll start with you this time, I guess. Uh, what are your thoughts on this matchup? So I guess this is the last ride of Ben Roth Roethlisberger. Um, unfortunately, they're playing the Chiefs at home. It's a really tough place to win in the playoffs um uh i guess the steelers they do have um they have big ben he's uh 
Uh, he's a really good quarterback still. He's a little bit older, but he can still take a few hits, although that probably isn't going to be ideal against the Chiefs. Um, he has a really good arm. He has a lot of experience, so he should be able to keep it close. Um, they have a really good running back in Najee Harris. They have really good wide, wide receiving core and a really good defense, like I said before. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. They have um, Patrick Mahomes, again, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends. Um, Tyreek Hill is one of the best wide receivers. Um, I don't remember if Clyde Edwards-Solaire came back, but if he is, then they also have a really good running back. So this is going to be um, two uh, really solid um, offenses. Hopefully the Steelers can kind of bring their their A game because I'm pretty sure the, Chief, the Chiefs are bringing theirs. I feel like the Chiefs should be able to win, but I don't think the Steelers are going down without a fight, so I'm going to pick the Chiefs to win and the Steelers to cover. All right, and uh, Mete, I'll get to you. I guess, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, uh, last ride for Big Ben, like Nathan said, so the Steelers better bring it. This matchup happened really recently, a couple of weeks ago, and I think the Chiefs were at home, so exact same scenario. And the Chiefs completely blew them out. So, like I said, I'm expecting the Steelers to bring it this time. Uh, I Like I said about the Steelers in the previous game we were talking about, Ravens and Steelers, I haven't been that impressed with the offense. But the defense is great still, one of the best in the league. So, yeah, I'm hoping they bring it. Chiefs, great offense. The defense was off to a horrendous start, but they've fixed up. They're looking like the old Chiefs again. And for predictions, I actually have the number this time. So, yeah, uh, Steelers, they should cover this. I mean, it's probably Big Ben's last game. They got to bring it. If they don't cover that and they get completely blown out again, that's going to be a shame, I think. They got to at least send off Big Ben in a close game, but I fully expect the Chiefs to win, but Steelers cover. Yeah, I guess uh, taking a look at this game, uh, there's not much else you could say. The Chiefs are the home team. They should be able to get the win here. You talked about the result from a few weeks back. Um, All of that stuff indicates the Chiefs are going to win. It would honestly take a a miracle for the Steelers to actually win. Um, Even to cover, it'll take a better effort than they showed last time. Um, I think in in the matchup between the two teams, I just feel like it's the Chiefs offense. How many points are they going to put up? If they put up at least like 35, I think they should be able to cover can the Steelers defense hold them? Have they been playing better? Yeah, they've been playing a bit better since then. So I think uh, I'm probably going to go with the Chiefs to win. I'm hoping the Steelers can cover, especially maybe something uh, like a backdoor cover like they've done in previous games. I remember Vikings game, they did a backdoor cover and there was another game in there as well. So yeah, uh, Chiefs to win, but Steelers to cover. Uh, Then moving on to the next matchup, um, Monday night, Arizona Cardinals at the LA Rams. Uh, Matty, I'm going to start with you this time. I guess, what are your thoughts here? All right. Uh, yeah, this is another divisional matchup. 
the second one in the wild card. So that's pretty cool. And I think like the Patriots Bills, this was a split. And I feel like just like the Patriots Bills, the road team won both times. So if that's an indicator, maybe Cardinals, but yeah, the Cardinals, like Nathan said in the previous uh, preview we were talking about, or the recap, sorry, the Cardinals were off to a really great start and they're kind of fizzling lately. So it's tough for them. There's a chance DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play. That's really tough for them. Rams were off to a pretty good start too. And I think they've been like decent lately. Matthew Stafford has been throwing a lot of interceptions lately. So that's kind of concerning. And all right, for the prediction, I'm going to have to go with the Cardinals to win and cover, I think. Like, I feel like I picked the favorites in almost every game except the Raiders Bengals. And I don't know. I don't feel like all the favorites are going to win. So got to throw a couple underdogs in there. I think Cardinals can pull it off. Yeah, I think I forgot to mention the spread. Uh, it's pretty, I think the average spreads around plus four. Um, Nate, I'll just bounce to you. What are your thoughts on this matchup? Um, both teams have kind of been uh, tapering off, but uh, they both have really impressive offenses. I think the Cardinals have uh, a better defense, so I feel like that's going to keep them in the game more. So I think in either scenario, Car- Cardinals are going to cover. Um, I guess I'll go with uh, Cardinals to win as well. All right. I guess just looking at this matchup, this is one of the the, the matchups here where it's just a toss-up for me. I think the Cardinals' um, stats against the spread are really good when they're on the road and as an underdog. So I might lean towards the Cardinals to cover. They've also kept games really close. They're always in it until the final minute. So... Um, yeah, a Cardinals should be able to cover for me, who I think is going to win. I think this game pretty much depends on, you know, how Matthew Stafford plays, um, how many picks he throws, whether that turns into touchdowns, points on the board and whatnot. Because we know the Cardinals, they have a good enough offense, even without Hopkins, to be able to just capitalize on those kind of things. So, honestly, it's a <laughs> the, the Rams, they're going to go as far as Matthew Stafford takes them. I think he might take them at least one more round. So, yeah, I will go with the Rams here to win, but I'm going to take the Cardinals to cover. All right, let's just um, move on to the Super Bowl predictions. And I guess uh, we'll take a look at all the teams we picked to advance so far. And we'll sort of pick the two teams that we see meeting in the Super Bowl. Obviously, we don't need to pick a winner yet. We'll do that as we approach the the big game. So. Um, I guess, Nate, let me start with you first. Uh, We'll start with the AFC. So your four teams remaining are the Tennessee Titans, the Kansas City Chiefs, the New England Patriots, and the Cincinnati Bengals. I guess out of those four teams, I guess just give me the team and I guess the reason you think they would go to the Super Bowl. I guess the Chiefs would probably be um, the most likely, mainly because they've been one of the strongest teams um, in the AFC for a few years now. So 
I wouldn't be surprised if I saw them in the Super Bowl again. All right, and I'll um, bounce to you, Mete, for the AFC. Um, your teams are the Tennessee Titans, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, and the Las Vegas Raiders. I guess out of those four, just which team do you see going to the Super Bowl? Uh, it's really down to two teams for me, and that's the Chiefs and the Bills. But I really like what I see from the Bills lately. They, I think the main problem with them for me was the run game, and it looks like they've gotten it going lately. So, you know what? I'm going to pick Bills Mafia to make the Super Bowl. All right, and I'll get to the, the four teams I have uh, in the AFC. Um, Tennessee Titans, Kansas City Chiefs, Cincinnati Bengals, and New England Patriots. I think, Nate, my four teams are the exact same four that you have. Um, honestly, uh, it's pretty difficult. Um, I definitely like the Chiefs. Um, I think uh, what I see with the Chiefs is that they're the most well-rounded, um, especially offensively. Um, I think that, uh, you know, if their, their passing game's not working, they have a good enough run game to be able to beat you as well. Um, Titans, I, I just, that their passing game kind of is just like, you know, uh, what happens if Tannehill goes down in a game? Uh, I don't know if he's the kind of guy that can bring a team back like Patrick Mahomes can. I think Mac Jones is a similar situation in New England to Tannehill, where it's like he's had comebacks before, but can he do it multiple games in a row? Maybe he can do it against the Bills, but the week after, is he going to be able to do it against the Chiefs or the Titans, that kind of thing? I think eventually as a his rookie status is going to sort of come up as to the reason why he doesn't win. And, and yeah, the, the Bengals, I feel like they're too young as well. So I, I think I'm going to side with the Chiefs on that one as well. Um, we'll move to the NFC now. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you. Your remaining teams are the Green Bay Packers. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I guess out of those four, which one do you see going to the Super Bowl? That's really tough because at least three of them could make the Super Bowl. Um, I think the Packers have been the most consistent team this year. Um, Bucks have also been really consistent, and they're the defending champs. Cardinals had a really hot early season. Um, if the Cardinals get hot, they'll steamroll pretty much anyone except for maybe the Packers. So I'll go with the Packers. Maybe this is Aaron Rodgers' year. All right. And uh, Mete, I believe you have the four, four of the, the exact four same teams that Nate has. Um, the Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Arizona Cardinals, and Dallas Cowboys. I guess just give me your thoughts on uh, which team you think should get through to the Super Bowl. Dallas Cowboys next. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to be credible, and I don't want to be biased. I don't think this will be the year for the Cowboys. I'm really thinking about two, maybe three teams, and that is the Cardinals, but they've been on the downtrend lately. Buccaneers, but I feel like they're kind of banged up to win in the later stages of the playoffs. And I think I'm going with the Packers as well. They've got home field advantage. Uh, could be Aaron Rodgers last ride with the Packers, but it looks like they've fixed things there. So yeah, I think this could be the year for them. 
I know they always come up short in the NFC Championship, but I don't know. It just feels like for some reason that this year is their year. Yeah, I guess looking at the four teams I have, I have the Green Bay Packers, um, I have the LA Rams, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I think the the Niners have been the team that's been the Pack the Packers kryptonite over the past few times they've met in the playoffs. So um if the Niners somehow meet the Packers, um they'll have to sort of uh you know break whatever uh, streak that they have going on there. But yeah, I honestly agree with you guys. I think Green Bay is the most well-rounded team out of uh, pretty much everyone in the NFC at this point. I talked about the home field advantage. Aaron Rodgers, uh, I know Tom Brady's sort of been playing at his level as well, but he's been one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Uh, I mean, you can look at their whole offense. I mean, their whole offense is is great. Uh, they got a run game, got a pass game. Special teams could hurt them. A team like the 49ers with a very good special teams is, a, is another one of those teams that could really uh, bite the Packers. Uh, we can't count out the Bucs, obviously. I just feel like they're a little too banged up to be able to push through like they did last year. They might get to a, an NFC championship. Like, cause I know Brady could probably drag them to at least a title game, but I guess just outside of that, um, it, it's going to be tough to get past uh, whichever team's there. So I'm going to have to lean with green Bay. I've had a tough time getting to the super bowl. I think maybe this might be their year. So yeah, I'm going to go with them. And I guess just looking at our super bowl matchups, I think I have Chiefs against Packers. I think, Nate, you might have the same thing. And I think, Mette, you have Bills against Packers, right? Yeah. yeah so um, I guess we'll keep an eye on those Super Bowl matchups, and we'll see how things play out through the playoffs. But, yeah, I'm excited, guys. Uh, playoffs is, is starting for the NFL. And yeah, I think we had a great preview overall. Uh, hopefully, Mette, our two teams, find a way to come through <laughs> on Wild yeah. Card Weekend. Let's see what happens there. And, yeah. That's going to be the end of this uh, Fanatics football episode. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at FanFanPodcast. All the picks for these wildcard games will be up over the weekend. Definitely go check them out. Uh, This episode will be on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just make sure you like, subscribe, share. Hit the bell for notifications on YouTube. Leave us a review, comment, all that good stuff. And yeah, guys, definitely excited for the playoffs this weekend. Gonna be a lot of great games, and we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.